Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. Hello and welcome to the show tonight. I'm so glad you chose to join us. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited about the episode tonight. The topic is Forgiven Sinner, God's Last Savior, and I'm the guest tonight, yours truly. We're going to talk about... Um, the, uh, one of my most favorite topics, humanity, um, both individually and collectively. Um, you yourself, me myself, this human experience that we're having, and and the extremely powerful time that we're living in right now. I suggest that these ages, these days, these years that are clicking by right now, are some of the most exceptional times in the history of the world. And here you are, and here I am. The, to, to recognize the immense gifts that are awakening, that weren't available just a few generations ago, to recognize the immense gifts that are there for the taking, for you, for me, that once we can recognize that and then we can belly up to the bar, so to speak, show up for ourselves, so to speak, and harvest those gifts, I suggest um, you can live a most exceptional life right now, today, in this life, in your life right now. It's kind of like the blossom where you're planted kind of notion. Forgiven sinner, God's last savior. What are we talking about? And 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 more, perhaps more importantly, what's the value? What's in it for you? Well, it's it's pretty easy to see that the the collective story has a lot of uh, chaos and confusion, a lot of uh, negative potentials, if you will. How the the boat can tip over, so to speak. Um, if if you look at what the the media is showing us, this can seem like there's a lot of upheaval in these times. But make no mistake, it's it's human consciousness cleansing itself, purging itself, and uh, and I suggest to you that uh, the the real story, the story worth tuning into is not outside of you. In other words, regardless of what the media is showing you, regardless, regardless of what the media is showing you, these are very powerful and positive times that are unfolding right now. And how can I say that? Well, I've worked in the broadcast television medium for 35 years. I've watched it happen for decades. The collective story on this planet, you know, it's um, the the topic tonight. Forgiven sinner, God's last savior is the name of my last book. But 
I'm not going to I'm not going to follow the book verbatim. I'm going to kind of take a a much bigger step back and and look at um the this chapter this time this moment if you will these days and and I suggest you that by the end of the episode um you're going to have a perspective perhaps that will genuinely get your ego excited, which will genuinely uh, honor the vision of your soul, which will genuinely ignite the passion of your heart. So, you know, it's a curious thing. When when you work in broadcast television, uh, there's these back-channel video feeds that the affiliates and, and the networks send to each other. And what I mean by that is um, every day there's national and local news. Every day forever. And in the United States, the, the national networks would have feeds early in the afternoon. So this would be the north Northeast feed, so the New England area would feed all the the stories that were pertinent. They would feed them over this national um, private channel, if you will, of the networks, and any of the affiliates that saw value in the story could record it and then incorporate it in their newscasts that night. And of course, the national news would also take their pick of what stories they wanted to cover. So working in television, I go into work, and it it'd be an easy thing. It'd be just tap a few buttons, and I would I could watch the feeds. I could watch these video feeds of everything that happened across the country that was news related, and I did this for decades. And uh, what I really noticed was the story the story didn't really change it really didn't change let, let's see let me guess uh, uh, there's a war in a third world country there's uh, um, there's people fleeing the the bombing um, there's potential financial crisis there's scandal in the political arena there's etc 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 I could have said that in any decade, in any year of the past 35 years, and I'd be accurate. <laughs> what what we didn't hear was the end of suffering. What we didn't hear was the end of war. What we didn't hear was the end of exploitation. And, I mean, just for example, um, the 2008 um, financial crisis. Uh, the people that caused that are still sitting in the same desk. They're still sitting in the same position they were before they made hundreds of billions of dollars. So, so the um, and I'm not going to dwell on this, but but it's it's a cleanly valid example. So um, these scallywags decide to exploit the financial system and harvest hundreds of billions of dollars out of the financial system. And then what does the government do? They don't imprison anybody. 
they fine him a small percentage of the take. So imagine a, a, a robber breaks into the bank and steals $100,000. And then the, uh, the cops show up and say, well, you know, if you give us $10,000, we'll call it even. As long as the government got a take in it. In other words, when they find, they didn't imprison, when they find the, the scoundrels, it just perpetuated more of the same. And that's, that's the point. It perpetuated more of the same. I just shared with you how I, I could watch the same story through these back channels, which were basically daily reports of our human condition, if you will, and for decades they didn't change. And that really, that really kind of rubbed me wrong. It's like, wait a minute, if, if our Western education if our Western education was really sincerely powerful, we would be able to solve the biggest problems out there. If our religions were sincerely connected to the power of God, these, these big-ass problems of humanity wouldn't, wouldn't be around for very long at all. I mean, how could it be? There was a real conundrum I noticed a real disparity between what we were being told to do, what we were being told to do, and then what the results were. So millions of graduates have gone through the Western education system, millions. Legions and legions of people have graduated with every level of academic accomplishment you can imagine of, doctorate, PhD, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Legions of them. And yet, the song remains the same. The story remains the same. We're not getting any traction with our current strategy, if you will. We're not getting any traction with... Uh, with the mindset that we've been brought up with. We're not getting any traction with our relationship with any so-called deity, savior. Um, it, we're not seeing traction. We're not literally moving out of the conundrum. It's more of the same. And so something had to, something had to be wrong. There had to be a fundamental... A disparity, if you will. There had to be something that was incongruent um, with with millions and millions of graduates through the education system, and then in the religious arena, pray to God. God's a big, powerful one. God's got the big ass stick. God knows how to whoop some ass. Pray to God. Well. You know, conservative math, really conservative math says billions of prayers have been prayed to God to save our ass. How many wars have we gone through where where a mother is so worried about her, her son or daughter and prays to God and says, can we end this suffering? Millions. I mean, just the, we've been inundated with wars since... Uh, um, 
the the traction just isn't there. Billions, billions of prayers to this all-powerful God, and we're still experiencing such atrocities to our human condition. Now, wait a minute, Les. Wait a minute. I thought you were going to talk about the opportunity. I thought I thought we were going to talk about you and me. I thought we were going to talk about this individual persona opportunity, if you will. Why are we talking about the big-ass story? Well, I think the two are related. I think the two are really intricately related. And it's a curious thing. It's uh, I think we're starting to see more and more everyday examples of the consequence of individuals raising their consciousness, raising their vibration. And and what do I mean by that? Um, it, if you've been listening to this radio show over the many years we've been broadcasting and, and the hundreds and hundreds of guests we've had, to to evolve your consciousness, to evolve the consciousness of humanity on the planet is to raise the tide, if you will, for humanity as a whole. There's this notion that says when the tide comes in, all boats rise. When the water level goes up, all boats benefit. So if we look at the collective consciousness of humanity... If we take take a step back and look at the collective consciousness of humanity, you know, in the first several decades of my broadcast television career, uh, spirituality, metaphysics, consciousness, enlightenment, awakening, these were not everyday terms. Back in the day, <laughs> I don't want to sound, <laughs> back in the day, um, th- it, it just wasn't a mainstream experience. The 60s and the 70s certainly brought out the love, love and peace, and and uh, uh, the the hippie generation, if you will, that us baby boomers went through. Um, that was certainly a step in the right direction, and and when when that when that came out. Uh, into the culture, there was a lot of upheaval at the time. Uh, and uh, But to fast forward to now, to fast forward to, to this decade, to this year, um, the, the spiritual, the awakening, the enlightenment, the metaphysical genre, if you will, is booming, it's exploding. As as a genre for books and tapes and podcasts like this one, it they're becoming much more popular. And and what that is showing us is the tide is rising. In other words, the consciousness of humanity is rising, and as a result of that, all of humanity is lifted up. We've talked before about the notion of consciousness being a a gigantic hologram where source consciousness or the, the divine God, whatever you want to call it, 
source consciousness is the source of all that is. In other words, all of creation has come from a single source, source consciousness, prime creator, God, whatever you want to call it. Pick a term. And so when we when we look at the holographic nature of consciousness, there's divinity in all things. And, and you could say divinity is the fabric of the universe. You could say that um, we are all one. I mean, how many times have you heard that? We are all one. Um, we are one with the the plants and the animals and the, the minerals, the rocks. We're, we're one with all that is. We are one with all of creation. We are one with all of humanity. And, and, and that, that's a reflection of that holographic perspective. So if, if I go into the center of me, if, if I put on this metaphorical daydream kind of perspective and see myself as an energetic persona, and and I I go to the source of my consciousness. I'm at I'm at the divine spark within the center of my being. And if you were to do the same, if you were to tune in to yourself, to to travel to the center to the to the the spark of your consciousness in that in this moment, it'd be the same spark. We'd be, we'd be at the doorway of um, non-duality. Uh, we'd be at the doorway of all that is. It, it's the notion of in the beginning was the light, L-I-G-H-T. In the beginning was the light, and there was no form. In other words, there was no duality. And then... And then the the process of creation happened, and from that light, L-I-G-H-T, all things were created, which means even, even um, what we would consider evil or wicked or um, horrid in our human demeanor is the expression of the divine. Well, wait a minute. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. Time out. Time out. God is behind the... The terrorist, God is behind the war, God is behind the suffering. Well, yeah. Source consciousness, period. Source consciousness of all consciousness. The source of all consciousness, if you will. So, by the show of hands, be ready to raise your hand if this applies to you. Who had an ego the day they were born? Let's see your hands. Who had an ego the day they were born? Yet there was consciousness there. There, the, when the day you were born, you had awareness, you had consciousness, but you didn't have an ego. Nobody had an ego the day they were born. Yeah, it was a trick question. So here's your ego now. You're listening to this sentence, and here comes another sentence, and you're interpreting the words, and you're extrapolating meaning from the sentences of these words. Well, is that your ego or is that source consciousness? If you take consciousness away from the body, the body no longer animates. The body no longer functions in any way, shape, or form. The consciousness that your ego runs on 
the consciousness that illuminates your body is the the one consciousness of the divine creator. It is source consciousness. There is no consciousness outside of source consciousness, which means, I mean, fear, for example. Fear has no consciousness of its own. Fear is a script. Fear is a program that we run on our egos. There is natural fear, like, uh, you know, here comes a tsunami, I need to... Uh, or a tornado, I need to find some shelter. That's kind of an organic fear. But the fear I'm talking about is the ego worrying about itself dying, the fear of thinking humanity's going to slide into the abyss and 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 the end of our human demeanor is is going to fall upon us, or the apocalypse, or any other kind of fear um, dialogue that an ego that an ego would choose. To, to execute over and over and over again. So, so how's all this going to turn out? How I mean, what's the divine plan for humanity saving its own ass? How do we get out of this conundrum? I mean, where's the power play to this? If we've prayed to God billions of times and crickets, I mean, if if prayer in and of itself was the ticket, I think a billion prayers would probably be enough to get the problem fixed. A billion prayers would probably get enough to be to get the problem fixed. But here we sit. The the education, millions and millions, probably billions, depending on how far back you go, of graduates should be enough smart people on the planet to fix these problems. What the hell? What the hell? What's I mean, to sit and watch the story of humanity play out by working in the television industry, by w- literally watching the stories of humanity play out day in and day out. I didn't see a change in the in the paradigm. I didn't see a change in the story. We were getting no traction. And yet we go to school and they say, keep learning what we've been teaching you. And you go to church and they say, pray to God and be humble before God because God's got the big ass stick and God's the big cheese. And if it's going to get done, it's going to be through God's will. Well, there had to be some serious BS. There had to be a, a, a big dose of crap in what they were teaching us. Because the results didn't change. Decade after decade, the results didn't change. And if what they were teaching us was truly powerful, if what they were teaching us was truly powerful, the effect of that power should be visible. And it wasn't. I just wasn't seeing it. And so the, the, the notion of more of the same... If we just keep doing what we're doing, if if we stay normal, <laughs> normal, normal by its very nature is a vote of for more of the same. Normal. What's what's normal? Well, it's familiar. It's repetitive. It's 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 um, present in our in our sh- short term um, 
experience. Normal means more of the same. We're going to have to break out of normal if we're going to fix this. We're going to have to break out of the normal expectation of what's going to fix this. We're going to... For humanity to really draw up a completely new paradigm, and this is where you come in, and this is where I come in, and the really beautiful thing about it is it's not per se work or um, um, struggle or a sweat of the brow, although there is some involvement. Um, it the in order for us to flip the paradigm over and actually get some traction, it's gonna come from the inside of human beings. It's gonna come from within us. Well, what do I mean by that? So if, if, our, if our past has got no traction, if the education of our past has given us no traction to speak of, if our religions have given us no traction. I mean, imagine, think about this concept. Every single savior, every single mystic savior, lord, deity, every single spiritual leader, the big guys of every single religion on the planet have, have come and gone. Every single savior has come and gone. And yet, here we are in the conundrum. It can't be about the saviors. At some point, there'll be, there'll be no more saviors because we won't need saving. God's last savior. So what gives? What gives? So let, let, let's shift the conversation to the to the new paradigm, the the new story, the the new modality, if you will, of of humanity changing the tide of its own future. Well, the answers won't come from from outside of us, or they would have already happened. If I go to the library and read all the books, the answers were either not written there or they were not implemented, but the new the new paradigm is getting information from within us to tune into ourselves to tune into who we are to connect with that higher consciousness within ourselves and there's that that's a personal experience so you have this consciousness. Right now, you're listening to this sentence and you're interpreting the meaning of the words. That's raw consciousness. So if you take that consciousness, that awareness right now that, that you're aware of, that's the thing itself. You are a point of presence of divine consciousness. You are a point of presence of source consciousness, of God consciousness. The Father and I are one now today. The kingdom of heaven is within now today. In other words, there is no salvation in the sense of you becoming more divine than, than who you are now. 
you are already source consciousness. Well, wait a minute. I mean, if 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 source consciousness is is capable of of creating atrocities, that can't be good enough. I mean, if if source consciousness is the consciousness behind all that is, source consciousness is behind the the scoundrels, the scallywags that uh, elicit war, that elicit exploitation. If divine consciousness is behind all consciousness, divine consciousness is not per se the answer to our prayers. If if indeed it's behind both the the light and the shadow side of humanity. Well, it is behind the light and the shadow of humanity, but the light, the light has not had a platform to express itself with, to speak of. If you look at how we were raised, look at how um, the, and I'm talking about the Western culture, but um, the if you look at how we're raised, the education system, the religious systems, um, take us in and and sculpt our perspective of how things are and and how humanity should behave, how humanity should behave to find good favor with the divine, to find uh, intellectual excellence, um, academic excellence, um, to <laughs> and yet the traction isn't there. But the same people, you and me, regardless of our past, regardless of our past, no matter what our past was, you and me are source consciousness. And that affords us a very powerful opportunity because, because you and I, humanity, humanity is the vehicle of change for humanity. Now that that might seem redundant. Humanity is the vehicle of change for humanity. It's not per se the Savior's. It's not on the Savior's shoulders to save our asses. It's not. Now, Jesus is, in my eyes, phenomenal. He, he is... He is uh, the most incredible personification of the divine. Uh, and I don't want to discount him whatsoever. Whatsoever. But when Jesus was about to end his time on the, on the planet, when he was being crucified, the Roman Empire was expanding their war machine. The Roman Empire was a gigantic war machine. And Jesus had come into flesh and bones and spent his days on the planet, and the war machine wasn't getting any smaller. It wasn't. History shows that clear as a bell. Saviors come, and, and the problems don't decline because of these single personas. 
because it was never about the saviors. Saviors don't save our asses. They don't. Saviors do not save our asses, or we'd be saved by now. Is Jesus off to a super, super, super powerful Savior and he'll come back and then, then, no. Because humanity has free will. The collective humanity has free will to make any choice we want. We can go up or down. We can go, we can go through the apocalypse. We can nuke the planet. We can desolate all life on the planet. We have free will for that to happen. That's, those cards are on the table. They've always been on the table. We build out a flippin' nuclear arsenal. When I was a kid in elementary school, they, they told us when it starts raining nuclear bombs, get under your desk. Humanity built, I mean, I, I don't need to illustrate how how far we've gone into the darkness. But the free will of humanity is the power play. The free will of humanity is where the change will come from. It has to be. It has to be by our own design, by our own intention. So what the hell, how do we get some traction out of this? And damn it, Les, damn it, you said it's going to be about me is going to be about our human our human experience about our the individual persona you the listener me the host us as humanity we've been talking about the big picture what the hell let's get to it all right fair enough if it if the quote, salvation of humanity is going to happen through the free will of the human being. Do you know of any human beings around that could change themselves? A human being, a single persona, like perhaps mm, you, perhaps mm, me? When when humanity changes the direction of its future, it happens within the human being. We're given such fierce freedom on this planet. We have such fierce freedom to do whatever the hell we want. And God, as a as as the big G, God with the big G, will not descend from the heavens and silence the guns. God with the big G will not descend from the skies and end the suffering. So what the hell? How do we fix this conundrum? Well, we, we shift ourselves individually from taking our, our education, taking our, our religion, taking our perspective from outside of us and flipping it over. Your soul had a vision for your life before you were even born. Your soul saw all this coming. Your soul knew it was going to be one of the most exceptional times in our human history. And your soul chose the family of origin that you incarnated into. Your soul chose the vocation that you ended up um, pursuing. Your soul chose a life purpose for you. 
and and although it seems like this conversation has has taken attention away from the salvation of humanity, well, it actually hasn't. We we're actually hitting the bullseye. The the shadow side of humanity, the darkness, the suffering of humanity has come from the hand of egos that make their choices based on what they see outside of themselves. The human suffering of the planet has come from egos operating out of fear, making choices, trying to survive or trying to control or trying to dominate the human paradigm. And that's been the root of all suffering. But when you tune inside, when you flip that over and you start to extract the wisdom of, of your higher consciousness, of your soul, when you start to purify your own personal energy persona, when you start to hone into the authentic nature of who you are, you as a point of presence in the, in the holographic uh, consciousness of humanity raise the tide of yourself. You raise the vibration of yourself. You you energetically vibrate at a higher frequency. And and why is that important? Um, humanity is going to find the traction. Humanity is going to find the power of the divine. Humanity is going to embody the power of of God consciousness, of Christ consciousness, by tuning into ourselves. And the really cool thing about that is when we tune into ourselves, when we tune into the higher consciousness within us, we're tuning into plain and simple love. Plain and simple love. The power that's going to change the direction of humanity and and bring it the, quote, salvation, unquote, that it seeks is the power of love. But love is really cool. Love is beyond, <laughs> love is beyond description when it comes to how it operates. So here you are on the planet, um, I can well. I'll speak for myself. So I was born, whatever. Um, I, I I entered the television industry as an engineer, and I'm clicking along. I'm 30, um, not quite 35. And had had you asked me in that moment, in that era of my life, hey Les, uh, what's up with you? Uh, what are you going to be in in your life? I'd say, well, I'm a, uh, I love TV. I love television engineering. I love working with really high power transmitters. I love working with microwaves, frequency, power, vibration, resonance, coupling, um, modulation. Um, and then the cosmic 2x4 cracked me open. The cosmic 2x4 cracked me open. And all that changed. Like a bug on a windshield, my, my life changed. So 
I'm a radio host now. I would have never said I was going to be a radio host now. I'm an author now. I would have never said I was an author now. I'm a visionary. I see I see visions of heaven on earth. I see really beautiful, beautiful visions of what humanity is going to accomplish on this planet, this planet right here, right now. Um, I'm a philosopher. I never would have guessed that one. <laughs> And why why did all this change in me? Because I tuned into my own soul. I tuned into an inner wisdom. I don't I don't uh, I didn't always have this um, hunger to fulfill the vision of my soul. the The first time my heart my soul suggested I write a book, I'm sure my ego put up quite a protest. Hey, Les, why don't you write a book? Oh, my God, write a book? This little town kid from from a cow town in Utah? Write a book about spirituality? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and yet, here I am. So, um, when I tuned in, when that cosmic two-by-four cracked me open, it... It really shook my world. It really showed me that there was so much more going on inside of me than my ego knew of. There was so much more consciousness within my persona. There was so much consciousness within my persona that I was ignorant to. You're, you're, I, I can very easily say, you, the listener are an infinite source of power. You, the listener, are an infinite source of potential. Your soul will feed you an infinite stream of inspiration. You can start new paradigms in every moment, now and now and now forever. Your soul really doesn't care what your age is. Your soul doesn't care what your age is at all. Your ego might have a, a stigma around your age, and you might associate either being too young or too old, blah, blah, blah. Your soul doesn't care about that crap. Your soul, at any age, can feed you a stream of inspiration that will expand the potential of who you are. Now we're getting to that personal part. Now we're getting to that flesh and bones aspect of salvation of humanity. Your persona, you, your persona, can have an infinite stream of higher consciousness, of God consciousness inspiration day in and day out. How cool is that? So how how does this work? I mean, okay, so I, I have this soul, I have this soul consciousness within my persona. What the hell? Hello, soul. Can you hear me? Soul. Can you hear me? Come in, soul. I mean, how do you how do you even work with a soul and and untether it, uh, empower it, embody it? How do you embody your soul? And, and give it more sway 
in your everyday life, to give it more say in your thoughts, feelings, beliefs, and actions every day. Well, this is a really cool part. Your soul loves you beyond your imagination. Your soul has a vision for your life that would make your ego cry with joy. And your soul wants you to have a blast doing it. Heaven on earth is intended to be experienced today. Today. Heaven and hell both exist today. There are people that are going through hell today. Oh, my God. I, and there's also people experiencing heaven today. So your soul has a vision for your life. Your soul can feed you the inspiration that will um, make it happen, and your ego doesn't have to figure it out. Oh, and by the way, you can enjoy every step of the journey. I mean, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be good days and bad days. But the notion of heaven is intended to be experienced today. So how do we give our soul the traction? Well, forgiven sinner, God's last Savior, we have to heal our relationship with power because we've been told God's the big-ass power We've been, we've been sold a bill of goods that has disconnected us, that has decoupled us from our own authentic power. To be, able, to be able to embody the power of the divine, Jesus was a, a being of light. He, um, and he said, everything that I have done, you will do and more. He, 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 he took his friends off to the side and said, check this out, and he he turned into a being of pure light. He, he shifted his persona to light and demonstrated that. So when we talk about how do we embody the, the divinity of who we are, there's two terms that come to mind that are very important. And why do I know this? Because power, power is, is what my soul put me in front of, big-ass television transmitters. Powerful, very powerful transmitters that, that deal with frequency and energy and big, big power. Well, what's important when you deal with big power? Well, purity. Purity is very important because if the power isn't pure, then the chaos will ensue. Lightning's a, an example of extreme power without, without purity of focus. Lightning is chaotic to the ego. It, it shatters it destroys when we look at our human persona purity and authenticity are two things that we're not talk, taught as it relates to our power purity and authenticity I talk about that I talk about these in the book Forgiven Sinner purity 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 when when consciousness is loaded up with fear, that's when we move into the darkness. That's when we lose our light. That's when our, our vibration drops. That's when our purity is diluted and polluted. That's where we move towards war and suffering and pain and misery. So naturally, the path out of that is to return to purity, to, re to purify our own personal energy persona. In order to 
capture the higher wisdom within us. Our soul can operate at any level our ego can imagine, but there's an energetic requirement. We, our ego can't be running a fear mechanism and resonate with power. Fear has no power of its own. To purify our personal energy persona is to incrementally raise the octave we're operating from, to, to raise the frequency of our inspiration, to raise the, the power of the vision that our soul will show us. The, the vision our soul shows us for our life is directly related to the purity of our energy persona. The more we purify ourselves, the, the bigger, the funner, the more dynamic, the more adventuresome the vision of our life becomes. How cool is that? How cool is that? To purify your persona is to move out of fear, to move out of worry and fret and doubt. To purify your persona is to anchor the truth of you in the power of your soul, the power of, of the divine spark within you. Purity is key. Purity is very important. If, if you want to really fulfill your life purpose as it comes, as, as far as it relates to you as a vehicle of free will, you as a point of presence of divine consciousness, purify your personal energy persona. I wrote other books about that. And then authenticity. Why is authenticity important? Let's let's talk about this thing, authenticity. And I, uh, authenticity is not taught very well at all in either our education or our religion because it doesn't serve um, the the people behind those institutions to have people operating under their own accord, if you will. We're much easier to exploit if if we're cattle. Authenticity. Authenticity is a really cool thing. So what does authenticity mean as it relates to our divinity? In, in religion, um, I grew up in a Western Christian religion. I, I grew up in Utah. I grew up in a staunch Mormon household. Um, there was this idea that there's a template. There's this this pattern, this template of how we should all strive to be. We all need to be righteous. We all need to be seen as righteous in the eyes of the Lord. And that's not authentic. There's not one template. There's not one idea of heaven on earth. There's not. If, if, if you gather a thousand people from all over the planet, from third world countries, from huge metropolitan areas, from, from every different culture, and bring them together and have them pin what would heaven be like for them, you'd get a thousand different answers. Heaven is not a template that you mold yourself into Heaven is not a template of, of so-called righteousness. Heaven is not that. Heaven is when you recognize what you, your soul, 
not per se your ego. When you recognize the desire that your soul has for your life, and it's always based in love, when you recognize the desire your soul has for your life, and then you authentically show up for that, in whatever shape or form it shows up in, in other words, the vision your soul shows you living in your life, living out your life, when you authentically, in other words, you don't let anybody else dilute it or pollute it, when you authentically embody that and you purify yourself, then the unconditional love of your soul can can descend into form all the way into your flesh and bones. Let, let's let's talk about that again. When you purify your persona, you can embody the light of love. Jesus was able to embody light. And he said, you'll do everything I have done. To purify your persona allows you to embody the light of love that is at the core of your being. Well, that love wants you to live the most rock star, cool life you could ever imagine, according to you not according to anybody else, and that's where the authentic element comes into play. You want a tattoo on your forehead? Put a tattoo on your forehead. You want to... Um, the, the, there's no template to right or wrong. You, you, um, you want to... It's going to come from within you. I can't, I can't tell you what heaven's going to look like for you because it's going to come from within you. So authenticity is you having the balls to know that the vision your soul is showing you is all that you need. You don't need to vet it with anything or anyone outside of you. There's nobody outside of you that can vet your authenticity. It comes from within you. Boy, time's flying by. I I'm just getting started. Um I'm 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 really just taking a ten thousand foot view of of what the book Forgiven Sinners about. It's you you really got to heal your relationship with divine power, and that's that's where the book gets some traction. That I mean that I I really um, pick apart the paradigms we've been taught about this notion that God's some big-ass thing that's going to come down and kick some ass whenever he or she gets around to it, that paradigm disconnects us from our, our authentic self. It disconnects us from the divinity within us. Um, that paradigm is what has kept us stuck in the conundrum of, of no change, no traction. That's why for decades I watched the the humanity of humanity play out, and I didn't see any difference. Nobody went off on any kind of an authentic um, tangent, if you will, and and purified their persona in mass. And now we're living at a time where this information is so popular. It uh, people are very hungry for spirituality, for metaphysical uh, material. So so whatever you prefer, you like playing your music loud, you like the organic whiskey shooters, you like to 
bump and grind on the dance floor, whatever. I can't tell you what your authenticity is because it comes from within you. But to purify yourself so you so you can bring more unconditional love into your physical form. And love is such a wonderful, um, wonderful, wonderful substance to embody more and more in your life. To be able to purify your persona so the high vibration of unconditional love can descend more and more into your everyday life. And then to authentically figure out what you want, what you prefer. To figure out what you prefer. What makes you happy? What what gets you excited? What is your soul showing you that your life can look like? You're the vehicle of the salvation of humanity. I'm the vehicle of the salvation of humanity. We the people are the vehicle for the salvation of humanity. It can be no other way. That's it it was never on the savior's um shoulders to save our asses. It couldn't be that way because we have free will. We had to choose it. We didn't even know what to choose. We didn't even know um, the energetic vibrational model of divinity, if you will. And like I said, my soul put me in high frequency, low frequency, high power, low power, coupling, antenna, broadcasting, modulation, propagation, resonance, harmonics. I, I studied that for decades. And now I can talk about our human persona as a vehicle of the divine and all those perspectives of of that I learned in broadcasting directly apply to the human persona and our human experience. Well, we're almost out of time here. You know, you're here to be a rock star in your own eyes. You're here to play out the most vivid, dynamic, exciting um, life path that you can imagine for yourself. You're the vehicle of heaven on earth. You're the vehicle of the divine. You're the vehicle of change. It is such a cool model. It's it's really brilliant how it's set up. Humanity is going to save itself by choosing love from within itself, by embodying love in an authentic way, by, by igniting the passion of its heart, by following the vision of its soul. These are most exciting times to be alive. My passion is to help as help humanity recognize the, the mechanism of nirvana, the, the the mechanism of heaven on earth for each and every individual that on 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 the planet. I created New Human Living. This is the New Human Living radio show to to help make that happen. It's always a pleasure for me to bring you new opportunities for you to discover the power within you. Hey, you showed up for yourself. Here we are at the end of the episode, and here you are. I, I give you kudos for showing up for yourself. I'm your host, Les Jensen. It's been such a pleasure. Until next time, thanks for listening.
This has been a New Human Living radio broadcast. You can raise your own personal power with Personal Power Fundamentals Home Study Course at newhumanliving.com. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.